Welcome to Rise and Shine, the podcast dedicated to women in home building who are ready to rise professionally and shine personally. I am your host, Abby Cornelius, and I am thrilled to embark on this empowering journey with you. Together, we're going to dive into the world of leadership, sales, mindset, results, and corporate climbing, all tailored to the unique experiences of women in this industry. Whether you're a seasoned pro or you're just starting out, Rise and Shine is here to provide you with actionable insights, inspiring stories, and expert advice to propel you forward in your career and illuminate your personal growth. So if you're ready to break some barriers, conquer challenges, and redefine success on your own terms, you are in the right place. It's time to rise, it's time to shine, and it all starts right here. Let's get started. Today, I am sharing some lessons that I learned from some leading ladies in my life. And I am beyond excited to share this with you ladies listening on Rise and Shine. And I hope that it inspires you and that you can take these lessons and apply them in your world as well. So I want to take you back to yesteryear. The year is 2006. Abby is a newly promoted salesperson, recent college grad, and knows nothing about nothing. (laughs) And I am lucky enough to have this amazing sales manager who was patient with me, patient with me beyond words. And I don't think I've ever fully expressed my gratitude as uh, for all the patience that she gave to me. But Abby as a college grad was not very professional. She was equally as passionate as she is today, but did not have the Uh, finesse or presentation abilities that she had. So it turned into a lot of word vomit and frustration. Um, And I thought I knew everything, but I didn't know anything. And so this sales manager was killer with me, had many conversations about what to wear, how to talk, what to say, what not to say, Um, kind of like kept me in my lane in the sweetest and most productive way possible and did it in a way where I felt like I was under her wing, not that I was being scolded. And um, to that person, Miss Kathy Tucker, I thank you. Uh, For those of you that know Kathy Tucker of Kathy Tucker Coaching and Consulting, we lovingly refer to her as KT, those of us who have worked alongside of her. She's taught me many lessons. I could do a whole podcast about KT alone and I likely will have her on uh, here shortly. But The lesson I want to share with you ladies today that was probably the most powerful and helped me throughout my entire career was Katie had this mantra of bring me solutions, not problems. And early in my career, like I said, I would just go to her and be like, I'm going to take this cancel. And it would be very reactive conversation. This happened, that happened. It's this person's fault. It's that person's fault. The customer bought a Range Rover two weeks before closing and they don't qualify. And I would just be like hair on fire. And she would always be like, okay, what do you want to do about it? And so often I'm telling her because I want her to solve it, but she like wouldn't let me off the hook. She wouldn't solve it for me, even though she could a hundred times over. What do you want to do about it, Abby? You know, what, what's, what's the ask? And so she taught us to be solution oriented salespeople. And what it really did was one, it helped us become more confident in our skills. It helped us as salespeople learn that we had the power to be proactive and to provide the solutions. On her end, although it took her time in the beginning, I'm sure to slow down and encourage and teach us to be problem solvers, at the end of the day, it helped her execute at a higher level because instead of having a sales team that's relying on her to solve problems, that she created a sales team that brought her the problem, the solution, and all she had to do was bless it and say yes and go and support that and encourage that. And it, it created this just like really great trust cycle. So Uh, this concept of bring me solutions, not problems is huge. So it was huge for me as a salesperson. It allowed me to present well. It allowed me once she was no longer my manager to still take that 
solution-based um, mindset to every other sales manager I had. And I'm going to tell you, I was getting yeses faster than my peers from my leaders. I was getting asked to take on bigger projects and communities because they knew I wasn't going to put more work on them, that I was actually going to make it easier for them. So it's huge from a sales perspective or really any individual contributor to be solution oriented. But then as a leader, it allowed me to teach my team that. And this is also a technique to help build a more self-reliant team is if your team is bringing you the solution and you just have to approve or guide or maybe um, enhance a little bit, depending on whatever your, your goals are, it's so much easier than you having to constantly be the one that's facilitating the solution and putting all the energy and time into it. It allows the business to run smoother. It's empowering your people. It's a huge trust building skill. So KT, amongst many other things, thank you for teaching me the power of being solution oriented. Uh, next, I want to thank... Uh, somebody who came to me during a season of my life when I was a trainer. And so I had been in the role for a while. We had been training the same way at this home builder for years. And it was really great. But uh, many of you remember like the crash of the critical path, right? Like no longer scripting, no longer saying, let's go in this order. And we were challenged with thinking of how you could sell differently or how we could train differently to get a bigger impact. And in my quest to see what was going on, one of the things I really think is good is to see what other people are doing that's working. And so I reached out to Shore Consulting and asked if I could attend a 4-2 formula and kind of see their process and learn what was going on. And I was able to join um, one of the 4-2 formula academies in Charlotte, North Carolina. At the time I was living in Pennsylvania, but I had family in Charlotte down here where I am now. And so I came down and I attended the 4-2 formula and it was hosted by Amy O'Connor. So this section is all about Amy O'Connor and her many contributions to me professionally. But this was my first interaction with her. And one, she invested so much time. She exuded empathy. I was going through a hard personal time at that time in my life. My mom was going through breast cancer and Amy was beyond empathetic and understanding and supportive um, while also giving me what I needed out of that experience. She would take time on the breaks to explain the what and the why behind the training and the content. And, and I just soaked it up. I, I, I observed her not as I need to learn the 4-2 formula, although I did that. I observed her as how the heck can I be a better and more impactful trainer? Like this lady gets it. She's got this room engaged. She's got fun energy. She's got people trying things and stepping outside of their comfort zone and not being afraid to do it. Like, how do you do this? What's this dynamic? And one of the key takeaways among many is the power of storytelling. And so Amy would have a way of starting each of the lessons with this really just full story and you weren't quite sure where it was going or what the point of it was, but you would be on the edge of your seat listening and, and feeling it. And some of them were funny and some of them were really emotional and would get us all kind of little teary eyed. But at the end of the day, what she was doing was creating parallels between the story and the content she was about to teach in a way that allowed the content to be sticky and to get people's attention. People are very uh, quick to check their phones. I just saw my phone ding three times while I'm recording this. And I feel like I wanna hop over and see what the heck's going on. And so if you're in a training and coaching environment, or if you're a leader and you're running a sales meeting, you have an obligation to grasp and hold attention and to make whatever message you're trying to deliver be sticky. And Amy does that like a pro. And so once I realized, oh my gosh, this is, this is the key, this is what's happening. And she starts telling me about the power of storytelling. 
I realized that any manager, any training I've ever been in that actually impacted me started with a story or ended with a story that wrapped it up in a pretty bow. And uh, some of the best managers I had, including KT, a phenomenal storyteller, always has a always has a story to go with a lesson. That makes a difference. And it is because we're trying to teach people elusive, complicated things like numbers and sales funnels and all this stuff. And the better you can connect that to something that they can relate to, the more impactful it's going to be. So Amy, thank you for many lessons that you taught to me along the way. Uh, thank you for being so personable and open during a difficult time, but thank you for teaching me the power of storytelling. Um, my next lesson is when I had been a sales manager for a while, but I was a sales manager now with two small children. Uh, Lucy was one and Cece was about three during this the start of this time when I was working with this individual and she just showed me a different way of working. And so this story is for Miss Jody Cantrell, who was my VP of sales when I was an area sales manager at Taylor Morrison. Jody did a phenomenal job of setting boundaries for me when I was incapable of setting them for myself. I came to work for this company. I was super eager to prove myself. And I went in guns a-blazing, working all of the time, putting all of my energy and effort into getting up to speed, making an impact, supporting my team, learning my communities, so on and so forth. And I was fresh off of a hysterectomy. So I had a hysterectomy when Lucy was one. I came off a medical leave started this new job at a new company, left the one I've been at for 13 years. And I went in hot, heavy and hard. And Jody quickly realized, girlfriend, you are going to burn yourself out. And she started setting some boundaries for me. So that looked like saying, Hey, Abby, it's Friday at three. We just got out of some pretty intense meetings. There is not much we can accomplish about this right now. Let's take it, go home, relax, go spend some time with your kiddos and let's hit the ground running on Monday where old Abby would have stayed at work until six or seven, putting together the plan, stressed about it all weekend, worked on spreadsheets and then presented Monday morning first thing on what we should be doing where she gave me grace and space to slow down, to process and to... Even like things like, okay, we did a lot of work functions at Taylor Morrison, which I love, but sometimes it can be a lot when you also have a lot going on at home. And I remember there was a time where the girls were sick a lot. My husband's a stay-at-home parent. So to ask him to continually watch the girls all day and all night, because I've got after hours work functions just started to be a lot. And Jody one time was like, you don't have to come. And I'm like, I do have to come. I'm a leader. It's important that I'm there. But she's like, you don't have to come or come for an hour and leave. You don't have to stay the whole time. Like it's okay. We get it. Life happens. So she taught me how to set boundaries. And at one point she sat me down and said, Hey, I'm going to tell you a lesson that I was taught by one of my leaders is that no person or company is ever going to create a work-life balance for you. You have to do that for yourself. And that was kind of my aha moment. Like, Oh my gosh, I am enjoying this, this season where I feel like I am able to be more present at home and be more present at work. Uh, she was the first boss to protect vacation for me, where when I went out for vacation, she sent an email saying, Hey team, Abby's out. Here's who to call, who to cover. And I'm here. If you need me, like she covered me so I could actually take my first vacation in 13 years. And it changed my mindset. I thought hustle equaled results, but truly I learned that that ability to stay fully charged is what really gets you super results. And Jody led by example. She wouldn't call us nights and weekends. If there was something big we had to work on, she didn't come at us hair on fire, super stressful. She would say, hey, we got to work on this. We got to prioritize this. What can we table to get focused on this? And so 
Jody, thank you for leading by example, for setting boundaries for me when I couldn't do it for myself, and then for encouraging me to, to take control of that. And it really has helped me. Even now, I notice myself getting into old Abby habits, and I reflect back on that time, and I remember how much that that balance is really what I needed to thrive. And so anybody listening, um, and you maybe need that lesson too, it is not your company's obligation or your boss's obligation to create that work-life balance. It is yours. You need to set your boundaries. Um, and I promise you, not hustling, you will not fall behind. You may actually, in fact, thrive and shine even brighter. So thank you, Jody, for that invaluable lesson. My fourth and final thank you uh, lesson to a leading lady in home building is to Miss Cheryl Palmer, the CEO of Taylor Morrison. So I only worked for Taylor Morrison for two years, but I feel like I was there for a lifetime because I just soaked up so many amazing lessons. Um, but one of the big, biggest impacts for me was the first time Cheryl Palmer came to town for a big division meeting. So most companies, you guys have your CEOs, they go around once or twice a year. They say hey to everybody. Now, in my past experience, those company meetings, if you will, have been really intense and they've been very much directive and not necessarily collaborative. And they're more about stats and figures and where where were we, where are we going, but just very just formal and just directive. So I'm sitting in, this is my expectation, right? CEO is coming to town. This is what this meeting is going to be like. And I come in and it is like, oh, whole different energy in the room, like, like night and day from anything I've ever experienced. Cheryl is already there walking around, hugging and greeting people, you know, hours before the actual meeting is supposed to start. She's asking people, how are their kids? Congratulating people on promotions. Um, she came across, you know, me and she was like, oh, welcome to the company. I'm like, I don't even know how she knows me. I'm sure somebody's feeding her this information. And, you know, I, I made some comment about like, oh, I'm so happy to be here and see like, you know, all these great, amazing ladies doing their thing. And she's like, and, you know, being working mom, like, this is really great for me to be in this atmosphere. And she's like, oh, you know, you have kids. And, and she's like, you know, I got grandkids. It doesn't get any easier trying to split your time. Like she was so human. And she goes on to start the meeting. And it was just like this casual walk on stage, like a, just a continuation of the conversation she was having with everybody in the audience. And she's, you know, sharing stories and sharing the stats and sharing the numbers in a way that's just like, I'm so proud of you guys. Like, look at this, look at what we did. Look at how many families we helped. Look at this impact that we had. Look at these new markets that we opened up and, and admitting things that may have went wrong through, you know, acquisition, the difficult things, right? The clunky stuff that happens when you're growing. And, but none of it felt heavy. It felt conversational. It felt inspirational. And she left us all with, you know, here's where we're headed. And this is what we want to focus on. And we want to focus on the heart of, of what we're doing and loving the customer and all of this stuff. And I just like, I almost was there like dumbfounded. Like I couldn't even believe I was experiencing this. And then things started firing in me. So in my previous employer, I felt very much like square peg round hole. I had like this little fire in my belly that like we should be, you know, it, it should be more empathetic. It should be more people focused. The people drive your business. Like I felt all of these things or I would try to implement stuff. And like, I just, I was questioning, like, why do I feel one way, but I'm acting a different. And once I was sitting in that room, that little spark inside of me just blew up. And I'm like, this is it. Home building can have a heart. We can do this differently than what I experienced in the past. It's happening here. Um, 
And that putting a love for your employees and a love for your customer at the forefront of what you do does not mean you don't care about the business and the goals and being profitable. It can be both and it can be beautiful and it can be fun and it can be hard work in the most rewarding of ways. And so Cheryl, thank you for that. I'm sure you don't even realize the impact that you have when you come to these division meetings and you know, you've got all of these employees in front of you, but just that energy that you and your leadership team brings to these meetings and the thoughtfulness that goes behind making an impact and making the most of those moments instead of just letting it be, we're going to info dump on you is so insanely valuable. So Thank you. And for anybody who's out there who has the privilege of working for a home builder who does have this really great culture and vibe and, and feeling of heart, like be grateful for it, embrace it, jump on it, run with it. And if you are working in a situation where maybe you feel like people is secondary to profit and that there's maybe not as much, um, fire and, and energy and collaboration as you'd want there to be, I would encourage you that you can be that difference within your organization. Um, you can bring that level of energy and excitement. You have the power to influence maybe not your whole organization, but definitely the world that you're sitting in and the people that you come in contact with daily by choosing to say yes to that fire in your belly when it comes up, by saying, I am going to have that extra fund meeting, or I am going to go around and thank every single other department for the support that they gave me today. And I am going to be considerate of my customer and advocate for them in this scenario as a well as advocating for my company. So I hope that you ladies listening understand that these are four big lessons learned in passing moments. And too often we think we need to do these big, amazing, you know, sweeping things to have an impact in the people around us. But honestly, sometimes it's just those little one-off conversations that you're having that are making an impact. So keep connecting, keep finding women and men in your network that, that inspire you to do more, to be more, be that for other people. You do not need a title to be a leader. You do not need a title to impact the culture of your team. You you don't need a title to teach somebody a valuable lesson. All you need to do is have a connection and a conversation. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Rise and Shine. We hope you're leaving today's conversation feeling inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need to make a meaningful impact in your career and life. Remember, your journey is unique and every step you take brings you closer to your goals. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment of empowerment and share with a friend, somebody who you think may benefit from this episode too. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Share your thoughts, insights, and even topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes by connecting with us on social media or leaving a review. Your feedback helps us tailor Rise and Shine to meet your unique needs. Until next time, keep rising, keep shining, and keep making your mark in the world of home building.